Alright, and welcome! We are back! Hey, we, we went back to back to back. We went we went to uh, Phil Jackson on this one. We're back with episode 3 of my show with Alex. And Jake. Hey, how you doing, Alex? Welcome welcome to the show. I'd like to welcome you to your show. Well, well that being said, can I also welcome you to your show? Yes, you may. So now that we've well, welcomed... Welcome. Oh, well, welcome to you, too. Now that we have welcomed <laughs> ourselves to my show, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about the concept, the thought, the game, the magistry, the artistry of golf. This, this topic might be as frustrating as golf is to play. <laughs> uh, for several reasons. One, I'm bad at golf. Uh, and two, outside of mini golf, I find it very frustrating. And, and uh, you know, honestly, that that is one of the things I did want to talk about with golf. So thank you for that uh, unintentional segue. Golf is the first thing. Well, maybe not the first thing, but it's it's certainly the most recent thing that I wasn't good at. It, it, like pretty, and, and I don't mean to just to sound like you know, oh, I'm good at everything. But I, I have I have an adept. I'm adept at things, and golf was one of the few things that I was not adept at from the word go that I wanted to continue doing, and I don't know why. So, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be as open and honest with our listening audience as I can possibly be right now, and let everybody know that I've gone real golfing like. We're talking the long course, you know, uh, one time in my entire life. Uh, I played nine holes. Uh, that's it. It's a little par three course. Um, and I can tell you that I never, ever did anything off the tee box that would be considered good in the <laughs> realm of golf. Um, but when all nine holes were finished, I thought to myself, Man, I had a pretty good time. Is, and that's that's something else because like when uh, when I play with uh, our a good friend of the show uh, Julio, he you know I, I'm I'm angry a lot when I play golf, and then when I'm done, I'm like, hey man, you want to go play nine tomorrow too? And, and it, it seems to be this this cognitive dissonance that we we have as people who play golf or, or have played golf is that it is frustrating, it's hard, it you know it. Hitting a hole in one has to be. I, I don't care what anyone says. You know, you say that hitting a baseball off, hitting a fastball is the hardest thing in the world. There's a lot of baseball players who can't golf. That's that's. And, and apparently, and apparently, Tim Tebow can play baseball with basically no training. So take that for what it's worth. It's not worth much. It, it involves Tim Tebow. Um, <laughs> What I can say is, so it, it, the one time I played real golf, um, it was a group setting. There was, there was four of us. Uh, we, we split off into pairs, and we played, I guess the term is best ball, which sounded very, very kinky to me. But um, <laughs> the, we were playing best ball, and my partner could, could drive, uh, we'll say it well enough, you know, in a straight line, a, a fair distance. I guess there's a par three course. Most of the holes were, you know, 150 yards kind of a thing. Nothing too crazy. Um, and as long as my partner could get me to the green, I knocked down every putt. Like, mini golf has served me well in the realm <laughs> of real golf. Because if you take the windmill 
and a clown face and the loop the loops and, and all of that out of the equation, putting is really, really easy. <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe that's a, a stubborn cockiness that I bring to the course, uh, which I've been to one time in my entire life. But I just I once once the ball was on the green, I definitely stepped into this like out my way, I got this kind of a mess. I had no no idea what I was doing when you hand me the driver. I was like, This what? No. Nope. What I'm is this what never, is this long, close. What is this long stick that makes the ball go far away from me? I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I it was I was it was uncomfortable, I didn't like it. But then we're on the green, we're on that real short grass and I'm like, back up, back up, let everybody everybody gotta see this. Watch me watch me hit this. And what? I'm like, Tink and it's like sunk and I was like Tiger would just pump every time. Well, I, I think that's it's funny because your story is counterintuitive to what I think you know ninety five percent of golfers would say is that you know it's real easy to knock the crap out of the ball, but it's the the fine movements that that people struggle with, and I, I think it's really funny that I mean I'll see it when you know when I whenever I go out on the course you've got these guys who are out there with their their four hundred five hundred dollar drivers. You know the big Berthas, or you know what, whatever, and they've got a fifteen dollar putter that they've used, you know, since they were fifteen. And and I had a guy in a pro shop break it down for me one day. He says, "Which one of these clubs do you use more?" I said, "Well, I, I mean, unless I chip in, which isn't going to happen, I I putt on every hole." He's like, "Right." And how many how many times do you putt? Uh, let's be honest, two or three. So over the course of nine holes, I'm taking anywhere between 20 to 27 strokes with this, with this club. And he says, okay, now how many times do you use your driver? I say, you know, usually three or four holes a course once. And he's like, and so why are you spending $500 on the club that you use four times and $15 on the club that you use 30 times? And it, it completely changed my, my perspective. I was like, um, you, I mean, you, you ask a lot of good questions, sir. I, I don't have answers for them. <laughs> like, what's my, what's my handicap? Um, I would say mental. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can tell you that um, I've definitely uh, played enough mini golf that uh, I've, I've actually considered going and spending like a couple hundred dollars on a putter that I bring to a mini golf course. Which is ludicrous um, in its own respect. Yeah. I mean, I, I never did it, but <laughs> that's, that, that's how much I, I enjoy the, the, I, the art as, as golf fanatics. When I say the art of putting, like reading, reading the, the, the topography of the hole and making that, you know, you got to slice up or come down, all of that stuff is is seems way way more interesting and cool to me than oh the hole's really far away smack let's hope i don't fuck this up you know <laughs> basically and, and that's you know and that's what it comes down to is i mean with with golf a drive is one big motion you're just like okay how far can i hit this thing and i i would i would wager that most average golfers and i say average in the sense of you know you're you're like me you go out and you like to golf, but you're by no means, you know, I'm a, I'm a hobbyist. I don't, cons I don't take this hobby as seriously as some of my other hobbies. You know what I mean? Uh, 
I totally forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but, nice. This yeah. is just podcast gold. It is. It really is. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, we've we've uh, we've mentioned that this isn't a sports broad uh, podcast, and I, I I think a lot of you are saying, well, you've done two of three of your shows about sports, and that's where where I would say, ah, but we haven't because golf isn't a sport, and that's where seven of you decided to stop listening. But the the other four of you who are still listening, thanks. You'll be rewarded later. Um, but I, I don't I don't want there to there to be any sense that there's a disrespect when I say that that golf isn't a sport. And, and Alex, I think you can explain this a little better than I can. Well, I, I mean, it's something you and I have discussed dozens, if not hundreds, of times pre uh, the podcast uh, years of our life. But what, what I think it comes down to is, is really uh, defense. Defense has to be included in order for something to be, for me, this is, I, again, I'm, I'm, I think you and I are both speaking from an opinion standpoint here. I'm sure Webster's Dictionary lists it as something completely different, but uh, I'm saying Webster is wrong. And the, the issue is, is, like I said, defense. You've got to have somebody stopping you from completing the task rather than doing something that's really hard and comparing compare scores later. Like I'm gonna do like bowling. Bowling is there's 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 a, a, a trick to it, there's some mastery of it, the hooks, the straights, all of that stuff. And and it's extremely difficult to be consistently good at bowling. But I would never call it a sport because I roll, you roll and we look at the scoreboard and I say, I'm better than you that's fine. You can be better than somebody. There's a way to prove that you're better in, in most of these, we'll call them competitive hobbies. I don't, I don't know what the term is. That also sounds disrespectful, and I don't mean it that way. But I feel like people get offended if they like something that they think is a sport, and you say, it's not a sport. It's like, golf is not a sport. It's incredibly hard to do. And I have, I have the utmost respect from, from a talent standpoint for somebody like uh, Tiger Woods of 10 years ago or uh, Phil Mickelson before he also got bad. Um, <laughs> but but I, I just, I can't call these guys, that they don't play a sport. They don't play a sport. Like, things with judges, judges is another one. You can't have it. Like, gymnastics is an Olympic event. I think it's, I think it's amazing. It's incredibly hard what these girls and guys can do as far as flipping around on bars and on mats and somersaults and backflips and things is phenomenal. But then they've got five or six people sitting at a folding table going, nope, you screwed up there, you get less points. That's, that's not a sport. It's just really hard. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's not, and again, I, I want to make sure that we hammer home the point that this isn't, it's not disrespectful to call something not a sport. I do a lot of things that are, I would consider uh, my, my term for them would be athletic competition, you know? Um, and, and we, we can talk about athletics here in a second, because I know you got something on that too, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't, I, I think gymnastics is an athletic competition. Like you said, it's, it's incredible. Like the, the time and dedication to, to gymnastics is no less than the time and dedication to play basketball. But it's, to me, it's no more a sport than say ballet. 
And I don't beautiful example. I don't think I don't think saying ballet isn't a sport is an insulting thing to say. I think it's a closer cousin to gymnastics than basketball is. And I and that's where and that's where where my stance comes from on this. And and I think, you know, like you said, we, we're very we're very similar on that. And but yeah, it's it's not it's not disrespectful to say something's not a sport. If I say, you know, we we've jokingly said that baseball's not a sport because there's you know with as many as as many blades of grass go undefended on a baseball diamond <laughs> can you really call a defense but anyway uh, well, i i know i i was going to say you you beat me to the punch cuz i was going to bring up the fact that the opposite of something uh, of an athletic competition not being a sport is that there are sports that i don't think are as 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 challenging or as difficult or, or whatever, um, visual, from a fan standpoint, visually speaking, you know, baseball gets hit to the left field. You got the center fielder and the, the right fielder not doing anything that whole play. They just stand there, right? It, you look at you look at a, a football game, and you, you all eleven guys on both sides of the ball are moving or doing something in every play. Just because a receiver doesn't get the ball passed to him doesn't mean he's not pulling a defender out of out of the play or or making a safety commit to one or the other sides of the field so the quarterback has a better chance to throw the ball. Everyone's doing something. You look at golf, it's you against I mean, the course. <laughs> the course is, is is incredibly hard and difficult. Wind can change, and if it's wet or dry, fast greens, slow greens, all of these things are constantly changing. It's you against the course. So it's it's not a sport, but it's hard. You look at baseball, and there's, you know, what, nine guys on the baseball field, and on any given play, six of them aren't doing anything. <laughs> Well, on any given pitch, on, on any given pitch, I mean, there's, you know, at minimum 10 people on the field. And realistically, I mean, obviously not. But realistically, if the guy doesn't swing, only three of the only 30 percent of the involved players have to pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, wanted to, we, we were talking a little bit. I, I touched on the term athletics Um and this is again, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're talking, we're we're beating up on golf a little bit. It's partially because I've got golf on the brain because I've got a tournament tomorrow that I'm playing in, um, and so I, I've kind of had golf on the brain. Hence, you know why we're why we're talking about it at all, for that matter. Um, but you know, it, it, athletics. We we talked about before the show. You know, we we often do our our pre show uh, uh, pre pre show meeting, if you will, uh, even if you won't. And we we're talking about the year that Tiger Woods won Athlete of the Year, and just what necessary, what makes someone that? Uh, and yeah, when that came up, what and I can't remember which who proclaimed him Athlete of the Year. I think it may have been Sports Illustrated or ESPN or something, but I think it was the year where he won the whatever the US Open or something and he had like a torn ACL and all that stuff like yeah, that, like oh my gosh that was the last time he won anything by the way that would have been 09 okay so in in 2000 yeah, it was 2008 or 2009 one of those years he gets named athlete of the year and all i see uh for i mean probably the next week is is snippets here and there about people other other athletes in interviews or or commentators speaking about it and it seemed to be a, the general consensus of, like, the commentators that, like, what Tiger did in the world of golf was unprecedented. It was the greatest thing ever, and he absolutely deserved Athlete of the Year. And then 
you you interview a basketball player from the NBA or or the or NFL or even some college kids and stuff, and they all had kind of a consensus idea that naming a golfer to athlete of the year was, uh, to put it delicately, horseshit. <laughs> and that that to me, it, like it, it just rang something inside of me went. I think that they're right, and I but I don't know how to define what an athlete is specifically, because it's more than just lifting weights. It's more than just practicing a set of skills. Like, Tiger Woods goes out, or at least then. I'm sure he went out and golfed 18 to 36 holes of golf probably six to seven days a week when he was in his prime. You know I what th- I mean? Like, I think that would be a light week. You you might be closer to the truth than me in that instance. I'm just saying it. the practice, the time that Tiger Woods put into golf was – was crazy, was astronomical. The, the man was committed. He was, I mean, he was almost, I mean, he was God level at golf for a long time. <laughs> he was. And, 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 and you could say the same thing about somebody, you know, somebody like Steph Curry now shooting, that guy probably puts up 10,000 shots a day without, without blinking an eye. And a 10,000 shot day is probably, uh, you know, mediocre at best. You know what I mean? Like this guy is in the gym. He's, he's, doing basketball stuff every day. Football players are doing football player stuff every day. Because if they're not, you're out the league. Nobody wants anything to do with you. You know what I mean? We hear every year guys showing up to OTAs and training camps out of shape. And some of them are getting cut. Some of them are getting traded. Some of them are getting moved. All of this stuff happens all the time, you know. And so it's more, it's funny to say like athletic, athleticism is more than athleticism. But I don't know what it is. I don't know how to define it because I don't think that any golfer is is an athlete. I, you know, ESPN will try to tell you that NASCAR is a sport, but uh, we've all seen Tony Stewart. I mean, that guy, two <laughs> guys, he just happens to fit inside the window of the car, and they say, all right, then you can drive it. I mean, like, so I does mean, a pizza. C.C. Sabathia was, I mean, that guy was monstrous. But he could still throw the ball 90 miles an hour, so he had a job. Right. But he's not an athlete. And then you, the flip side of that is you look like a sumo wrestler. Sumo wrestler does not look athletic at all. But these guys are fast. They can jump high. They can move weight. They're simply just just balls of strength. You know they, what I yeah, mean? Like they, they are essentially just one big ball of mass that moves other balls of mass. Yeah, like it's, and so it's like I would say a sumo wrestler, probably more of an athlete than a golfer, even though you can fit five golfers into any one sumo wrestler. Unless, like, unless that golfer is John Daly. Well, there's that. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe one and a half John Daly's per, per Akebono. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the unit of measure. <laughs> but so so I I mean I don't know if you have any any chime in on on what athleticism is to you, but to me it's just it's an un, it's an undefinable quality. You know it when you see it, and and I hate in sports when people talk about the eye test and stuff like that because it happens a lot in in college basketball or college football where you say, well, if you look at the eye test, this team is clearly better than this team, even though the other team is higher rated. Like, no, no, like, the eye test isn't a thing. It's something we want to exist, but it's not accurate. It's not, 
any sort of dependable unit of measure in any sense of of sports or or the world at, by that means. So uh, I'm just what like how do you, how do you define athleticism, athletics? Well, well, first of all, let me let me define the eye test because the eye test is something that's real tough to define. <laughs> So, basically, the eye test, it comes down to, how do I keep my job? And so, if if I act like I can see something that you can't, then you're going to want to hear what I have to say, because I can see something that you can't. Uh, simply put, <laughs> the sports, sports writers have talked about the eye test, when, uh, and that's all well and good, but as long as Moneyball exists, your eye test doesn't. Because they were able to look at it, look at a team and go, "Hey, these are the numbers that matter. If we hit these numbers, we'll make the playoffs. We'll be a successful franchise." And for the most part, they were right. Now, I mean, things things are cyclical in sports. I mean, especially things like Moneyball. When someone gets an idea, everyone gets an idea. Just look at the proliferation of the spread offense in college football. But at that same time. There is something different because if I were to if I were to show you the resume of the Green Bay Packers and the and the Seattle Seahawks from a season ago, now I know that we both know those respective teams way more than than we as the average human should. But we'll we'll just we'll just change it then for, for sake. Let's say that the Rams are playing the Jets. Who's going to win that game? Um, they'll go to a scoreless tie after the second overtime expires. Well, I mean, there would only be one of because they're they're trash. But it, the point the point I'm trying to make is both of those teams are really really bad. And yeah, they're terrible. Like I I mean, to if I had to if I had to guess, uh, my go to would probably be the Ram. You know, the hunch says the Rams would win because they're. They have to be better than the Jets. Well, I mean, I, I would I would hang my hat on something like, well, they play better defense than the Jets do. Well, what what metrics are you using to to say that? Well, they're both thirty one and thirty two respectively in the NFL in defense. Now that's that doesn't tell you anything. But I've watched both teams play, and from what I saw, I saw that the I saw that the Rams are better. That's the eye test. That's all it is. It's it's anecdotal evidence that could never be you know if you say one thing it's the first thing in a sports bar that gets shot down, but as a sports <laughs> but as a sports writer you can you can wield it like the like the sword of like out of the stone like your King Arthur it's like hey they don't pass the eye test well whose eye test mine I'm an expert <laughs> you know what I mean I have a press pass therefore I know. That's not always true. Uh, I, that, that was kind of my point, right? Uh, but <laughs> anyway, that mo moving on from that, we—I mean, that's that's to me what the what the eye test is, and from that, I guess you know what doesn't what constitutes an athlete, because I mean, we we can go back around, we can talk about wrestling, about whether or not those guys are athletes. Like professional wrestling, I'm talking about The Rock. I'm talking about you know those guys. Are those guys athletes? Yes. All right. So then, so then we've we've reestablished. You don't have to play a sport to be athletic, but you do have to be athletic, and and you don't have to be athletic to play sports. <laughs> it's the weirdest right. thing. 
uh, I take it back. I had a conversation with um, Donna Kime. She's the she was at least the head coach of uh, Corvallis softball when I was there. Uh, great, great lady. I, I I love Donna. She she was fantastic. But she was talking about why she loves softball, and she said so- softball and by by association baseball doesn't have a body type to it. You know, you see you see a bunch of tall guys walking around together. Those are probably the basketball players. You see a bunch of a bunch of short, quick guys. Those are probably track athletes. You know, so on and so forth. But with softball, it doesn't matter what your body type is. There's always a position for you, and I think that's that's why it's so so revered globally. Baseball, softball, uh, soccer. These games are revered globally because you don't have to be six foot eleven to play this game. You know what I mean, and I, and I, I think that that goes a long way. Why those games are so popular, and, and just you know by extension that whole you don't have to be a certain way to play play these games. That's I mean, that's absolutely true. Uh, or I, I guess I could say I agree with it. I can't. I mean, there's no way to define whether it's true or not. But yeah, I mean, you see. You talk about body types and stuff, and you know, I I got caught up a little bit in like the uh, the college, the female college World Series of softball, and there is there's all sorts of girls on all these Division One teams: tall, short, wide, skinny, strong. You know, girls who looked like they weren't even athletes in any way; just just the most normal looking, five foot five. 120 pound girl like she she looked like you just see her at working at Target and here she is but slamming home runs yeah, she just knocks in, the cover in the World off Series. the ball <laughs> yeah and you're like that that's so I mean to to speak to the universal appeal of a sport like softball or baseball or a soccer or something like that makes sense that you know it's hard for me as as a as a white guy who's five foot nine to think man I'm gonna go play in the NBA no you're not no you're not. No, no, you're not. Not even a little bit. Um, but I could think to myself, like, you know, back in the day, clearly not now, I'm old and broken, but back in the day, I could think to myself, like, oh, but I could be a running back because most running backs are under six feet tall. And, and no most, one would... Most, yeah. And no one would begrudge you that. <laughs> right. They would say, absolutely, like, that's a position in an athletic competition or sport that you could strive for based on your based on your body type. I'm, I'm short, short of the ground. You want the, the short, quick guys to get through or something, something like that or track where I was, I was always pretty fast. So naturally, the track coach at the high school and stuff tried, came to me and said, hey, why don't you come off for track? Because there's, no, there's nobody trying to stop you in track. It's you running as fast as you can, either in a straight line or a, a slightly curved and then straight line. Um, or full circle. That's it. If you're, or full circle. Or full circle. Uh, if, I mean, if you're fast, you're fast. And it doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are, or anything like that. You know, so this, this, I think that plays into it, but it doesn't, it, the funny thing is, I think we talked in a big circle to get back to we can't define athleticism. And, and I, I think that's the, the inherent issue with everything we've talked about is we can't define it. It's, it's, it's a non-definable entity. So so thank you all for listening to us try to figure this out for the past you know, 20, 30 minutes as we've, we've basically said nothing. So welcome to my show. <laughs> I want you to know that you have all been 
fat fist because you <laughs> thought we were bringing you a good idea and an interesting topic, and we weren't. We were bringing you illogical nonsense where we spoke in circles, but you've been listening the whole time. But to be fair, we've been along for the ride, too, because I don't think we realized that we were doing this until we, we did it three or four times. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's definitely part of it. I think I think you and I fool each other into these kind of uh, circular conversations more often than not, which may may be what prompted us to just record them and let everybody else hear it too. Well, it's it's just a vicious cycle that just keeps going round and round. It's what uh, it's what makes it vicious. Also, a cycle. There you go. Uh, anyway, so we've we've touched on a lot about about athletics, but we never really like what was the whole like I, the whole golf thing. It, it can't. It comes back. Like I just wish that there was a golf like a golf guy. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what a golfer looks like. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. Until Tiger Woods showed up, it was the rich white guys. That's what a golfer looked like. That's fair. That's that's, like, that's really, really I mean, fair. Tiger blew it all open. I mean, as, as far as popularity of the sport goes and everything, he, he was attracting a much wider audience, something we should strive to do with this podcast. By the but, way, tell your friends. Yeah, tell everybody. If you're listening to this, tell somebody else so they listen also. And then they'll tell somebody to like, and you say, pay it forward, pay it we're, forward. Guys. We're, we're going, we're going, it's not like a pyramid because no one's making any money off of it. So it's not a pyramid scheme, mm -hmm. but just tell two friends like it is. A yeah. Tell scheme. two friends. Yeah. Let's create a pyramid. So that way we can make money someday that build the pyramid first. Yeah. We have to build the pyramid. So we've got to call some Israelites and it's going to be about 400 years. Bingo. Well, let's just say 400 episodes. That's oh man, that's I'm gonna have to get that pyramid done in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody said it had to be very big. Like, it could be a small pyramid. Can I make it out of sugar cubes? Yes, <laughs> only if you don't want it to last very long, because I'll eat it. Oh, I I don't want it to last very long. But well, I want yeah, this to go to last up. forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with 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 golf specifically. What what I don't what I don't understand about it um, is is the appeal of a green jacket. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's the lamest trophy in all of sports. You say that, but I mean, we watch we're we're big football fans, and that whole thing is that's all fought over a piece of jewelry, though. So. Is, what, it, is a what, jacket is a men's a men's blazer in a in a non traditional color really that strange in the realm of of sports trophies? I mean, I would say if we're talking if we're talking specifically within the realm of trophies, absolutely it is because every trophy every other trophy is simply that a piece of jewelry or a a, a statuesque a statuette. Of something, right? The Lombardi Trophy is that football on that on that silver pillar. Everybody wants one, right? You have Lord Stanley's Cup, which is simply like a large chalice or goblet that you get to carry around for a couple of weeks before you have to give it back. Like, but, but that's that's what they are. I mean, there's how many? There's a couple of like plates in tennis and things like that. Like, everyone's fighting over a, an object, this thing, and then this, this guy's. They're they're slapping a ball around to get a tailored suit. Like, 
it's not even like a full suit. It's a suit and jacket. And, and I, it's, I, it's, I it's think that shows the versatility. Green. I mean, you can you can wear any kind of slacks with that with that jacket, and you know you look great. I, <laughs> you know, I I guess visually you you might be on the I guess I'm not I'm not quite the fashionista that 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 you seem to be, Jake. So it's, it's uh, huge in Luxembourg. I have to apologize for my ignorance. Yeah, uh, the the green jacket style is big in Luxembourg. You know, you'll you'll just have to catch up. You know, someday soon, someday soon. Uh, I it, I just the 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 money side of golf. I also don't understand because apparently if you make it past the first cut um, in, in any major tournament, you make more money than I make in a year to be bad at golf on a professional level. So, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, uh, let, let's, let's be fair. There, there are uh, some players. I mean, and I'm just going to keep referring back to other sports. There are a lot of players in the NBA that get paid to do their job not very well. And then let's make fun of them too. This is why we have a podcast because <laughs> Adam Adam Morrison did ride the pine all the way to a championship and probably a couple of million dollars. So I guess good for him. I like how you immediately go for the guy who went to Gonzaga and not someone like Luke Walton. Well, here's the thing: is Luke Walton actually did pass the ball to Kobe? where Adam Morrison just watched Kobe. That's fair. Well, he did, like, look at him in practice a couple times, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, I have to actually pay more respect to Adam Morrison because he's going to have knees when he turns 40, <laughs> where Luke Walton was probably forced to work just hard enough that standing up is going to suck in a decade. Well, also, you got to remember that uh, he's going to have back problems from carrying Arizona for those two years they didn't win anything. <laughs> oh, I figured he'd just have back problems genetically because his dad was also an overrated guy. Hey, his dad and, and, and my good friend, my good friend Bill Walton. The, the, the Pac-12 Conference of Champions where no one wears ties. <laughs> oh, Bob Dylan. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I mean, you know, I, he, he is a good friend of mine. I'm not going to say anything unkind about Bill Walton on, on the air. That's, you know, that's fair. I, I don't think Bill Walton would say anything unkind about anybody else on the air either. I, I, he also wouldn't talk about basketball. So That's, that's true. So, I mean, there is that. Uh, we're we're as we're as a much about sports as Bill Walton is. So there there you go. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> boom, that's boom. credibility. That's, that's credibility. That is that's credibility you can't pay for, and that's what we offer here at my show. That is the that's the description of this week's episode <laughs> on Podbean. It's going to say episode three golf. As much about sports as Bill Walton is. <laughs> as much credibility. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I'm, yes. I'll have to go back and listen to the tapes. But that's, that is yeah, going to be the tagline. That's what it is. We have the same amount of credibility as Bill Walton when it comes to sports. When it, when it, comes, to, when it comes to mini golf, we are, as, we are as intelligent as Bill Walton. Boom. 
that's, I mean, if that doesn't get us, you know, like two more downloads, I don't know what will. By the way, shout out to the 13 people who came back for more on episode two. That shout out to the, they're the real MVPs. They are. Through Kevin Durant's mom. Yeah, and Kevin Durant for that matter. I mean, I wasn't going to go there. I mean, hey, you can't blame the guy for chasing a championship if he actually catches it. What we need to focus on is that Carl Malone never got one, and Carl- he was a Laker for a season. And he won- And he got, yeah, that was probably my favorite season of basketball ever. 2004, the Detroit Pistons with Ben Wallace at center destroying the Lakers, a team who I absolutely abhor. That was yeah. That was like the greatest the greatest NBA Finals I've ever watched. I've never enjoyed a Finals more than the 2004 NBA Finals. And Gary Payton over there just being pissed off the whole time? Hilarious. Hilarious. Because he's like, I was supposed to win a title here. And it's like, well, you're kind of old, and you kind of can't do anything. Boom shakalaka. More like boom shakalaka, because they were lacking his X factor. What? I've got a (laughs) hundred of them when it comes to the Lakers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying that one right there. I want you to put. I want you to extend your arm all the way out in front of you because you were reaching a little bit, little little bit. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, awesome. I think I think that's enough digressions for these people. If anyone is still listening, God bless them. So uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap uh, for episode three of my show. Alex, you have anything to add before we hit the sign off? Um, I just want to, to reiterate one last time that golf is not a sport. I'm sorry that I'm not sorry that golf is not a sport. Well, that thank you. Thank you, Alex. And uh, that this has been the third episode of my show with Jake and Alex. The, uh, the intro music today was Benzie Box by MF Doom featuring CeeLo Green. Go check it out. It's the instrumental, uh, one of my favorite songs. So uh, make sure you're checking us out on Facebook. We do post this through our Red Arrow Publishing, soon to be rebranded Facebook page. We're also going to be putting this out on Podbean. Uh, Share it. Uh, Tell people that you like it if you do. Tell them that we're terrible. Tell us if we're bad. Tell others if we're good. How about that? can Can we just reach an agreement there? So, uh, I mean, it seems fair to me. Yeah. So, for episode three of my show, good night, universe. Good night.